Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. I was fortunate to catch up with Derek Stevens earlier today, head coach of Ram Up, the Colorado State alumni team for TBT. Those that regularly listen to the pod probably remember we had Derek on last summer when CSU competed in TBT for the first time ever. But big things are in store for Team Ram Up. They're putting a really nice squad together that includes Nico Carvacho, Colton Iverson, Greg Smith, all guys that were not on the team last year. Uh, Chandler Jacobs is going to participate. Prentice Nixon, J.D. Page, Emmanuel Amagbo, Andy Ogaday, Chris Martin, and then Jay Smooth, Jason Smith, though he's more of a mentor player coach than a full-functioning player at this stage of his career. Anyways, they've got a much more intriguing roster, a much more balanced roster, I think, than they had last season. They have some toughness on the team, and the hope is that they can make some type of run this summer. Those games will begin in July, but there will also be some engagement opportunities for CSU alumni to watch this team, and I'll get those dates to you as soon as they are available. But just briefly, before we get to that interview with Derek Stevens, head coach of Team Ram Up, I kind of wanted to double down on just a few of the things that I said on the most recent recruitment update for CSU men's basketball. If you missed it, the Rams completed their recruiting class with Joel Scott, Nick Clifford, and Javante Johnson. The Colorado Springs trio all will finish their collegiate careers in Fort Collins. And that in itself is a really cool story, but I knew there would be folks that complained that they did not sign another true five. And to those people, I would say they tried. It's not like they didn't talk to anybody. If you have $100,000, $200,000 that you would like to donate to the Green and Gold Guard, that would probably help the staff's chances of landing more seven-footers in the future. But quite honestly, I think people get far too wrapped up in height. Now, obviously, you need some size in basketball. But so long as you have length and athleticism and toughness, you don't need Shaq out there to contend for a conference championship to make a run in the NCAA tournament. Frankly, it's more about high-level guard play at that stage of the season anyways. Shot creators and shot makers in the intense moments. But this is a team... If Isaiah Stevens comes back, that is going to have a really high ceiling. 
Kyle Evans is going to be the only true five on the roster, but he's a guy who I think is going to make a big leap in year two, really skilled, really athletic. And I think if you go back and watch that New Mexico game before he got hurt, he was really starting to come into his own, starting to get his feet underneath him out there. So that's point number one. Kyle Evans, he's going to be really good. Point number two, Joel Scott, who can play the five in a small ball lineup, which I think the Rams will do quite a bit this season with him and Cartier on the floor at the same time. But Scott might be 6'7", but he plays like he's 6'11". He plays way bigger than James Moores did. And that's just a mentality thing. This dude has a relentless motor. And from what I've heard about Rashawn Memba overseas, very similar situation. I'm not worried about the depth in the front court at all. They have so much experience. And they have so much versatility with all these different options at wing and what they can do as far as mixing some of these guys in at two, three, four, whether it's Josiah or Javante or Neek or Jalen Lake, all four of those guys. You've got better three-point shooting. You've got better perimeter defense. The overall athleticism of the roster from top to bottom has improved, I'd say. So just enjoy it. Just enjoy this process. I don't understand why some people always have to find something to be upset about. Seems like an absolutely miserable way to consume sports, to be a fan, but you do you, I guess. Anyways, I'm telling you, this team is going to be really good. And if Isaiah comes back, they're going to be one of the front runners to win the league. And I think they're going to be an NCAA tournament team. All right, let's move on. Let's get to that interview with Derek Stevens. Real quick, though, it is NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, place the same-game parlay on an NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you're going to get a bonus bet back up to $10. Maybe you design an SGP, assuming that LeBron is just going to obliterate Dylan Brooks, or maybe you want to bet on our guy David Roddy to to pitch in with a couple of made threes or something like that. You can do it with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just download that app now. Sign up with the code DNVR. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet, score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 878-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Also, you know that we love our Breckenridge beers over at DNVR, and it's because they have a love and a passion for making good beer. They've been doing it for 32 years. They make it with 100% renewable energy. And for me, what I love about Breck is just the endless variety that they offer. They've got a little bit of something for everyone. I have been big on their summer shandies of late. I think they are perfection. The Mountain Beach Sour is really great for the summer. You can't go wrong with their seltzers, the the perfect amount of sweetness, which is just not too much, I should say. With some brands of seltzers, it feels like I'm drinking a melted Slurpee or something with how much sugar is in there. But Breck really nailed it with their good company, Hard Seltzers. 
Whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it with a Breck Brew in your hand and check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, we've got a special guest. We've got Derek Stevens, head coach of Ram Up from TBT. Derek, how's it going, man? I'm sure it's a busy time with the, the tournament coming up. You're putting the roster together. Thank you for you know coming on. Uh, greatly appreciate you having me. Uh, everything has been going good, you know, just uh, staying busy and uh, getting everything prepared, you know, for the upcoming TBT tournament this year. And uh, we pretty much got the roster just about set. Uh, we got a few more guys that are thinking about joining. So, you know, we'll see if that pans out. Um, we got a few guys that are still playing overseas and everything. So it's kind of conflicting you know with their playoffs and things like that so um that's what makes it kind of difficult to get everybody that we want you know but for the most part i think we did a good job of kind of bringing in a few new guys and you know keeping a good blend of the old guys and uh you know just kind of keeping old guys for the chemistry you know because that's very important because we don't get much time to prepare so mm mm-hmm yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I never really thought about it that way. Just the fact that with all these guys playing in different leagues and different countries, scheduling is probably kind of a nightmare of a process. It is. It is. And, you know, just getting guys to uh, lock in during the season and get everything done is very, very hard because they're just focused on, you know, their season overseas and, and everything like that, which is totally understandable, right? You know? Yeah. Um, priority is to, you know, play and uh, do what they need to do for their careers. And I try to work around that. But at the same time, like, you know, paint the picture for the vision of what we're trying to build with Ram up in collaboration with CSU. Yeah, I mean, it it can't really be a thing where they're, you know, one foot in, one foot out, or it's not going to work. You can't be competitive because this the the competition in this tournament is extremely high. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. I mean, not sure if, you know, most people watched our game last year, but I mean, we had one NBA, one nine-year NBA veteran on the other team, you know, and James Ennis and uh, Casper Ware also played in the NBA. And that's what I tell the guys. That's the motivation, man, the competition that you get a chance to face. And if you haven't up to that point had an opportunity to face that level of competition and prove yourself to kind of move up the ranks, because a lot of the guys are still trying to move up the ranks in their careers. Um, so this is an opportunity for them to face those guys, play, have a good game, maybe win the game. And I know personally that the NBA scouts and people watch because I actually coach for, you know, in the G League with the Hornets and stuff. And uh, a few of my friends are on a Hornets staff and they all watch, you know, kind of to peruse the talent and see who's playing. And, you know, when you have a guy, a nine-year veteran like James Ennis, who's a 3 and D guy, he's very valuable to an NBA team, for example. So they're going to tune in. and. My message to the guys is, hey, there's your opportunity. You can't draw it up any better. You know, you get a chance to face a guy that's actually been to the level that you dream of playing at, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really a great showcase. And I, I should have mentioned a lot of your resume. If you're listening to this, we had Derek on last year and we kind of dove into his background, his playing days at CSU, what he's up to now. Um, go check that out. Definitely. If you missed that interview, but you mentioned that the the roster is, you know, basically put together. How does that work? Do you just kind of like reach out via 
DM or do you use common connections to be like, if, you know, a player, Hey, can you hit up this guy and see if he's interested for me? Like, how does that work? Yeah. For the most part, I'm pretty familiar with most of them. Um, at some point, point or another, I've probably, you know, talked to them or ran across paths or something like that. But if I don't, uh, per se, have their contact, then one of the guys on the team have either played with them or are friends with them. And then I just kind of network through the guy or the or said player to kind of gain their contact and then just kind of make the connection and talk to them and explain what we have going on. And, you know, most of the guys are pretty excited about it because this is kind of the first time that we had something that kind of brings everybody together, per se, you know, as a basketball culture, you know, and um, they look forward to it, man. You know, so haven't really had much, you know, many, I should say many knows per se, about playing. Um, all of them want to play. It just comes down to if they can. That makes sense. Did you notice more excitement or like more intrigue going into year two? I just, I, I noticed you got some guys this year that you didn't get last year. And I know some of that was, was complicated, but you know, Greg Smith, for instance, from the, the Omaha blue crew, I think you told us last year that he would be on the team this year. So I know that one's not a surprise, but Colton yep. Iverson, um, Chandler Jacobs, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of new guys on the team. It's pretty exciting. Definitely. Definitely. And I talked to all of them last year, like we had talked about. And, um, I think going into year two, they kind of seen the other guys play, right. Um, it was a tight game, you know, those guys being competitors, they like, Hey, you know, let's see if we can push this thing over the top, you know, and join in and, uh, bring to the table what they can. And I think, um, all of them are pretty excited, you know, um, especially Cole talking to him and, you know, he's at the tail end of his playing career, but obviously, you know, he's a dog, man. He has a lot to bring to the table. So, uh, I'm sure he won't have a problem just bringing it out and adding something to the team, you know? Mm-hmm. I just think the concept is really cool and, and how it brings different generations together. Like the, the concept of a Nico mm-hmm. Carvacho and a Colton Iverson being on the same team, represent, representing CSU at the same time. Like for mm-hmm. me, that's the coolest part about this whole process. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. 100% agree. And I, I don't think there's any other scenario that we can make up that that can happen. Right. This is like, this is possible. And that's kind of our pitch to everybody, you know, what makes it fun and why everybody should join in and watch because it's like fantasy football almost, you know, they get to bring guys from, you know, different teams, different eras, put them all together and come up with kind of a super team, you know, Yeah, it's like the stuff you do on a video game, you know, NBA 2k or something. I'm going to put Melo and Nikola Jokic and all my favorite nuggets on the same team at the same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. What's the value of having Jason Smith around? Obviously, you know, as far as playing days, he, he's up there, probably not going to play a ton, but just his experience and, and what he brings to the table, what's the value of having him around? Well, I, 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 for me, you know, it's more of the guys understanding that, you know, he has, especially the guys that play his position, right? Like Nico and, all of the young big guys that we have, you know, he's played that position. You know, he has a ton of knowledge of how to navigate that position. So just him being, you know, there giving them insight of how to play as a big, you know, at the highest level, the do's and don'ts, you know, the little tidbits that he can offer as a veteran, 
I think it's just great, you know, and obviously the guys just respect him as an individual and what he's done, right? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Did it take a lot of persuasion as far as getting him involved with it last year? Did you kind of have to twist his arm a little bit or, you know, was was he down for it? No, he was down for it. You know, I, again, I think everybody is wanting, you know, something that is kind of cohesive, right? To bring yeah. the guy so we can have kind of a better alumni situation with basketball. And, um, you know, for him, he just never thought about it. You know, that was his biggest thing. He's just like, man, I just never crossed my mind, you know? <laughs> and uh, once I talked to him about it, you know, he was all for it. And whatever way he could help, he helped. And uh, definitely thankful that he you know, decided to join and everything. Mm-hmm. As a coach, what do you know about this process going into TBT year two that you maybe didn't know last year? Um, I'm going to say, you know, just how fast everything comes, you know, because you think you got a lot of time and then you blink and then everything is there. You know, and I try to tell the guys that that we don't have a long time um, to prepare. Um, We had a very short week of training camp and you got to take advantage of it. And last year, a lot of the guys were sore, right? Because they're coming off their, you know, per se summer vacations and taking time off for the seasons. And then we have to jump right back into two days. And, you know, my biggest thing is just doing what you can to give yourself a chance to win. Um, and they, they now understand that they now know what to expect. They know each other, you know, now, as far as like the guys that didn't play a CSU, cause we got like three or four guys, um, that are non CSU players, you know, and, but I thought last year they did a great job of coming in and working and being professional and going about the two a days as best they could and, um, carrying themselves the right way and everything. So, um, but as far as, as, as me, you know, it's, you know, pretty much similar to last year as far as getting prepared, uh, making sure that I keep everything simple, you know, not every overdoing every, um, you know, the strategies and the schemes and things like that. Because I think if it's more simplified, we can, you know, implement it and, and keep everything moving more fluent. So that's that's what I keep in mind. But also going into this year, just being more flexible to kind of do different things on defense uh, for the most part. You know, last year I kept it simple. We had our schemes and pick and roll and things like that. Um, But what I learned last year is that, you know, most teams don't have time to practice. For instance, L.A., you know, basically they just showed up and played because they veteran players. So, you know, this year I want to implement, you know, not junk defenses, but, you know, just different defenses that, you know, causes them to have to think and yeah, uh, just throw some structure at them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, we had schemes and stuff like that, but I didn't do very much, let's say throwing a two, three and stuff like that out there. I just kind of kept it simple, but this year definitely want to, you know, try some different things. Mm-hmm. Well, and that makes sense too, which, you know, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but just the value of having some continuity and some guys that are used to playing together in this mm-hmm. format too, not just at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When are, I, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say again, I, I, I got to take my hat off to the guys. They came in last year and they um, did a really good job of, you know, bonding, you know, trying to learn each other. You know, we spent time together off the court, of course. Um, 
and just trying to learn each other's game. But we didn't scrimmage much last year against other people. Um, this year, we're actually going to scrimmage against CSU's actual team. You know, so that's another add-on. So I'm not 100% sure how we're going to do it yet. You know, if it's going to be open to the public, you know, or if it's going to be a closed-off scrimmage. But we're definitely going to scrimmage them, and that should be pretty fun. That'll be epic. It'd be really cool if it was open to the public. I understand why it wouldn't be if it, if right. it didn't come together, but that, that right. would be a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're actually working now, putting that together with the coaches and everything. So, mm-hmm. When does the training camp process begin for you guys this year? Uh, this year, the coaches get down July 5th and the players get down July 9th. So everything will kick off July 10th. Um, which is a Monday, and then we'll uh, practice throughout the week and we'll have the scrimmage. And we're also doing something with the Alumni Association this year. We're going to have a a lunching with them. And I think that one's going to be open to the public, um, if I'm not mistaken. Still trying to iron out the details of it. Um, We're going to have an outing at Horse Tooth this year, maybe open to the public, you know, trying to iron out the details. And then we're going to finish up with the alumni game, which will be Sunday. I want to say that's the 17th or the 16th. Um, and we got something cool that we're going to do with the alumni game this year. We're actually going to add all sports into the alumni game this year. So it won't just be basketball. And the vision that we have for it is to make it all encompassing, right? You know, it's one thing to build something for the alumni in basketball, but our overall goal is to build something for all athletics with CSU and bring everybody together. So we're going to have a couple of, you know, elite football players that played at CSU playing. Um, can't say the names right now. I want it to be a surprise, <laughs> you know, but they're going to participate in the game. Um, we got a couple golfers, hopefully some track athletes. And the idea is to just bring everybody in and let everybody enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a a great idea, you know, to kind of bond everybody since we have the platform. um, We have something that the guys are interested in coming back for, which is what I try to, you know, throw out to, you know, the staff at CSU is, you know, we got to have stuff that during their guys' careers, they're interested in doing. And right now, the TBT kind of sparks that, right? Because they're playing against other professionals. They're still doing what they actually do. We're not so far out of their construct. They're still playing basketball and everything. And now that platform and stage now allow us to open doors to do other things with other other uh, sports. You know, so it should be pretty fun, pretty exciting, man. You know, the names and the list of guys that we're looking at from football that's going to join. And some of them already said that they're going to play. So how we're going to do it is we're going to try to get two people from each sport and put two of each on each team. And if they decide not to play, then they'll probably uh, do the three-point contest. I'm not sure if any of them could dunk, but if they want to try, they can, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm sure that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, We'll have some of the women's uh, basketball players playing. Um, So, yeah, it it should be fun. should be fun. We'll get right back to that interview, but when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case and no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. 
Bacchus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations, serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bacchus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Bacchus and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Also, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out the best deal of the summer. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. What is the process as far as qualifying for competition goes this year? Because you guys made it last year, do you still have to play in like qualifying games or are you automatically in the, the tournament itself this year? Yeah, we'll, we'll be automatically in, you know, based upon the game we had last year. Again, I don't know if many of you watched the game. Um, we should have probably won the game. Um, but that's my message to the guys as a coach and trying to get them to understand the growth as a professional is that you got to learn how to actually close games. Yeah, because you, know? you guys were up in the last couple of minutes, weren't you? Yeah, we, we were up by 10 the whole entire game until the, until the Elam ending. Yeah, I remember I was I was taking notes and I was like, all right, this is awesome. They're going to make it to the next round. And then it just it went south pretty quickly. South. And that that during training camp, that was my main message to them because me being an older veteran player myself, um, I kind of know as an older player what you look for when you're playing against younger competition. So I kind of already knew how Casper and the older guys would approach the game. You know, let's just kind of get through the first three quarters and then we get to the Elam ending. We're going to kind of rely on the fact that we're veteran players to get us over the hump. Right. Yeah. Like any veteran players would do. And that's exactly what they did when it came down to the end. They made the run. And then, you know, us having the younger guys that don't have their experience, per se. um, Yeah, I want to say we kind of folded, you know, (laughs) so. That's kind of how it went. But, I mean, based off that game and, um, you know, we got a lot of praise for our practice and how we conducted ourselves the whole time, you know, and stuff like that. So we've pretty much already been invited back. And I was going to say, when we were when we were talking a couple weeks back, you um, you said there's a possibility that you CSU could be like a host region in the future, right? Yes. And we're actually finishing that up. Um, we're ironing out some details on it. We won't host it at CSU. Um, we're actually looking at hosting it at Budweiser Event Center. Okay. Uh, you know, because CSU has something going on and um, we couldn't iron out the variables with them. So we're actually going to move it over to Budweiser 
And we're almost at the final stages of, of ironing out the business with them about it. Um, hopefully we can have that done by, I want to say next month sometime, um, which adds more lore to it, right? Because now we have the whole region uh, that in itself brings more opportunity. And to all the fans that's listening, CU has a team now. They recruited a Colorado team just to play against us in that. So they actually re- recruited the team back because they used to have a team, but it, it wasn't they weren't playing. And so, um, you know, obviously, you know, like all the reasons they try to find the rivalry game and bring that to life to kind of spark the flame for the reason. So CSU, got, CU, I should say, has a team again this year. So that'll be the first round matchup if we have the region next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. You could get people to come over from CSU and CU. Exactly. Get some uh, trash talk going, just bring out the, the whole nine yards. Yes. And, you know, because it's at Budweiser, it kind of, you know, attracts everybody from around Colorado, right? You know? Yeah, Long, totally. Um, Northern Colorado. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great for the reason, you know, because there's nothing really like that, right? You know? So I, I think it's going to be good. Well, and it's the perfect time of year too, because you just you don't have a lot of competition as as far as the other stuff goes. NBA, NHL are done. NFL has not quite picked up yet. You might have some preseason like training camp stuff, but it's not in full swing. You're basically just competing with baseball, which in Colorado, that's not a whole lot of competition at the moment. So it's kind of like the the perfect time for this to happen. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that's basically how we're you know pitching it to. Um, to TBT and everything, when we talk to them, you know, it's kind of a hotbed for basketball, you know, and there's nothing kind of like that going on. And to actually do that, I think it'll be just good for the whole area, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, there's there's a lot of excitement for basketball right now, just with what's happening with the Nuggets and Jokic and mm-hmm. obviously CU, they got the Cody Williams coming in, one of the top recruits in the country, and CSU basketball just signed an awesome recruiting class. So the the, the basketball vibes are great in this state. Now I'm excited to see you guys capitalize it in TBT. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I think I think we're going to do that. You know, with the roster we got, the experience we got, adding new guys, we got more height. Um, with the guys we have now, I think we actually have a chance to win. Um, because I look at the last teams that that were at the end last year. And, um, you know, they had some pretty big guys inside, you know, the one team that won, they had like a six ten guy, um, you know, kind of bangers, banger type of guy. I don't think we had anybody to match up with him per se last year. Um, but this year, you know, having Nico and Cole and that size and maybe potentially JJ, I think that gives us, you know, that girth under the basket to kind of match up with pretty much anybody because the guards were fine. You know, we didn't have problems with the guards or anything like that. It's just those second chance opportunities, you know? Yeah, those are, I mean, two of the best rebounders in program history. So kind of got the mm-hmm. twin towers out there. And then you, you throw in Greg Smith into the mix and, you know, six, seven power forward and nobody's going to punk Greg Smith at any point. So, you know, he's going to play with some attitude. Exactly. 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 So we have more, you know, lengths, more uh, defenders around the perimeter under the basket, more rebounding. 
Um, so now it's just a matter of putting it all together, you know, and just gaining a little bit more chemistry, getting the new guys into the camp and getting them immersed with the the older guys and everything. And I, I sincerely feel like once that happened and they get all the schemes down, all the plays down, you know, because we had a lot, not not a lot of plays, but we had quite a few plays. Um, once they get all that stuff down, I think we'll be great. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Well, I can't wait. And I know CSE fans are going to be stoked for it. Um, I, I can't wait to see all how all this stuff plays out. I'm hoping that I can come check out some of the training camp and, and all that stuff. But thank you for coming on, man. And we're all rooting for you. Definitely. Definitely. I think, you know, I can throw it out there. I think this year, um, last year we played in Albuquerque. This year, I think we're going to be playing in uh, Wichita, if anybody's interested in that. Uh, we were trying to play in Lubbock. You know, but we actually changed it and well, not I wouldn't say we changed it, but TBT gave me a call and, um, you know, they switched us to the region in in, uh, Wichita because they're going to have more teams there and everything. And, you know, my message to everybody is, hey, it it really doesn't matter where you play at. You still got to win six games, (laughs) you know. Um, So if anybody wants to know, that's what we'd be playing at. And the game is on July 19th. July 19th in Wichita. Are those mm-hmm. tickets available for sale now? I think they're just about finishing up that. I'm not 100% sure uh, from what, what he told me and uh, email that he sent to me. Um, if not now, probably within the next few days or a week or so, it should be. Mm-hmm. Word. Well, you heard him, guys. Get out there. Get out to Wichita. Support Team Ram Up. Um, you know, Get out to those community events that they have in Fort Collins. We're trying to to create something bigger than just basketball here. Definitely, definitely, 100%. We're trying to make Northern Colorado the kind of hotbed for basketball in Colorado, <laughs> you know. So I think we're doing it, you know, we're on the right track, I should say. It's just that, you know, when you're doing something like this, you need as much support as you can. So um, definitely as more, much support as we can get is, is excellent. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi, feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.